Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. ACB Families, a warm, welcoming affiliate that's as close as your telephone. ACB Families meets on the first and third Sunday of each month by Zoom, and we're always talking about topics that touch families that are large or small, families with kids or grandparents, families just like yours and mine. Be part of our ACB family. Call 502-897-1472 or email allacbfamilies at gmail.com. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. PR Newswire reports that the New York State preferred source program for New Yorkers who are blind is adding Helen Keller services for the blind to its list of affiliated nonprofit agencies. The New York state preferred source program and its affiliated agencies create employment opportunities, opportunities and resources for blind New Yorkers. Helen Keller services for the blind is one of the oldest nonprofit rehabilitation agencies in the country. To talk about the exciting new relationship is the New York State Preferred Source Program's Executive Director, Chris T. Burke. Also joining us is Helen Keller Services CEO, Sue Ruzensky. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much, Brian. Yes, thank you, Brian. Thank you for the opportunity. Glad to have you both here. Chris and Sue, we want to get to know you both first. Tell us about yourselves. Ladies first. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Chris. <laughs> okay, I'd be happy to. I just, again, thank you for having us join your show, Brian. Um, right now, I'm the CEO of Helen Keller Services. And although my role here as the CEO has only been recent, I've been at this for a year. I've been with the organization for 43 years. Um, and I have to say, it's a fine organization. Um, I love working here. And I I'm excited to be here every day. Um, prior to being the CEO, I was the executive director of the Helen Keller National Center, which is one of our divisions. And then prior to that, I was the director of our vocational training program, um, national training program on Long Island for about 20, 20 some odd years. Um, so I guess you can say that, you know, I, I really do um, enjoy this work. And um, my background, as far as my education, I received a doctorate from Columbia Teachers College in adult learning and leadership. Um, I've been, you know, really immersed in the community for, for many years. It's, it's just been a very good journey for me. So thank you. What's Helen Keller Services for the Blind, Susan? So um, as I mentioned before, the The Helen Keller Services is um, comprised of two divisions, and one of those divisions is Helen Keller National Center, where I've worked for for most of my career. The other division is Helen Keller Services for the Blind, and this is the organization that is deeply rooted um, in Brooklyn, and it is actually 129 years of age. Um, We've been serving individuals of all age groups who are blind and have uh, low vision. 
And we have an array of programs um, from early intervention and preschool to pre-vocational training for youth to adaptive technology services. We have a summer camp program for 50 youth on Long Island each summer. We offer a day habilitation services program in Hempstead, Long Island. Uh, we have a residence also in Long Island and our comprehensive vocational rehabilitation program for adults, as well as services to seniors. Our locations are not only in Brooklyn, but we are also um, located in Hempstead, Long Island, and Islandia. Um, and our, our vocational rehab program really is comprehensive. It provides training in an array of skills, um, including job development and placement, but including also adaptive technology, low vision, rehabilitation services, orientation and mobility, and, and social work. Wow, that's broad. Chris, what's the New York State Preferred Source Program for New Yorkers who are blind all about? Well, first, just real quick, I wanted to mention, Brian, that uh, before I came to New York State Preferred Source Program, I ran an agency, <clears throat> not as big as Sue's, but I ran an agency for the blind here in Albany, New York, the Northeastern Association of Blind for the past 18 years. So I have a little bit of background um, in this program. But specifically, the New York State Preferred Source Program looks for opportunities to provide goods and services to state and local governments across New York. The program is founded in state statute and basically says if one of our agencies, participating agencies, can produce a good or a service within 15% of the market price of that good or service, the state is obligated to contract our agencies because we're trying to get at the issue of chronic unemployment. And so we look for those opportunities. We look for partners. We look to see where we can provide best products and services to the state and all across New York State and in return create good paying jobs, and give people some independence. So the Preferred Source Program creates the employment opportunities for the blind New Yorkers. And the Helen Keller Services enables the blind and deaf-blind individuals to just work, live, and thrive in their communities. Chris, how did the New York State Preferred Source Program for New Yorkers who are blind decide to add Helen Keller Services for the Blind to its list of nonprofit agencies it's affiliated with? Well, the, you know, the program, Brian, has been in place for a very long time, and there's 10 participating agencies across New York State, but we did not have a participating agency on Long Island. A combination of Helen Keller's uh, track record of exceptional service and connection to the community and uh, their long reputation uh, nationally uh, made us eager to be partners with them and uh, take advantage of everything that they do and be able to bring our services to Long Island. Long Island is a large population. It's a very important part of New York State. And for years, we hadn't had a, a partner. We hadn't had an affiliated agency on Long Island providing services. So all those individuals that lived down Long Island didn't have an opportunity to participate in our program. So Long Island's going to get some new blind services. Yes, job opportunities. Uh, we're very excited. So our job now is to work with Helen Keller Services to identify private se uh, public sector uh, customers on Long Island, whether it's county, city, village, town, it could be uh, the railroads, it could be any state agencies on Long Island that are looking for goods and services that we might be able to provide. And we'll do that in partnership with Helen Keller Services and allow them to create employment for people on Long Island. 
So, Chris, why do you think that nearly two out of three working age blind New Yorkers aren't employed? And how is your new partnership going to help with this? Brian, I think there's there's two issues. I think there's a hesitation by private sector employers and all employers to hire someone who is blind. They say, oh, how could a blind person do this job, right? We've all heard that, and then they move on. And I also think that there's simply a, a lack of awareness of some of the opportunities and making those connections to what might be out there. And that's where we come in. So not only are we trying to find uh, customers and employment opportunities, but we're also trying to educate the community. We're trying to specifically educate the public sector community to say people who are blind can do the same work with people who aren't blind. And raise awareness, better education, connect those opportunities that are out there to create more uh, employment. So I think it's a bit of a hesitation and also you know, more of an uh, effort to identify those employment opportunities that are going to get at that you know, un, unacceptably high unemployment rate. And, and we think, yeah. <laughs> and, and certainly who better to do it with than Helen Keller Services Online Island. And increase those employment opportunities as well. So, Chris, I see that 400 blind New York residents are employed through your program. Can you tell us about some of the success stories amongst these clients? Success stories for us, Brian, we measure them in new opportunities. When we can get a new contract, particularly if it's in a new area, we're trying to push into service area as much as we possibly can. Document imaging, destruction, uh, website testing, uh, digital accessibility, call centers, anything that might be a little higher skill, employ a little more technology, because it gives us an opportunity to um, create jobs that are going to pay a little better. And it's also going to allow us to create jobs that uh, people could do remotely as well. So success for us is when we can get somebody in the program who might be new to the world of work or re-entering the world of work um, and get them an opportunity and see them thrive. And to to us, that's a a success. And individuals can stay at our agencies and make it a career. It's 100% choice. Or they can take this experience to go on and get a, a job out in the community either way. So, you know, for us, when we get something new, it's exciting. And when we know that we're increasing people's ability to not only take care of themselves, but their families as well. It's very exciting. And that's really how we measure our successes. And that makes the employees proud. I understand that the New York State Preferred Service Program, I mean, Source Program for New Yorkers who are blind is being managed by NIB. That's the National Industries for the Blind, correct? Correct. So, Sue, Helen Keller Services for the Blind is now an associated agency of the NIB, Right. That's correct. Yes. And we're very excited about that. You know, having this opportunity, as Chris said, about expanding employment options for people who are blind and have low vision and really are interested in the types of work that we might be able to contract with through Preferred Source. Sue, what else does this new partnership mean for Helen Keller Services? Well, I think it, you know, it really does align with our goals, our mission, and our values. Um, it shows that this partnership with Preferred Source and Helen Keller Services is really a, a joint commitment in the area of employment and opportunities for people who are blind and have low vision. You know, one of the um, possible job opportunities, and we've been discussing, you know, with Preferred Source, what might be some contract options for us? And we're very interested in the services areas of um, perhaps website accessibility, 
And this is, you know, really important to us. We've been focusing um, within the organization and with our partners on improving accessibility. And, you know, this employment opportunity of website accessibility testing just aligns with that value. It helps us promote accessibility. And at the same time, it helps us to promote vocational success among the people that we're working with. The, the staff at Helen Keller Services for the Blind who are engaged every day with you know, job training and job placement services, they really see this partnership as a, a win-win-win, you know, providing employment opportunities um, and increasing options for people that we're working with. And as Chris said, it could be, you know, that this is this is their job of choice. This is the career that they are aspiring um, to have, or it might be a stepping stone towards another, uh, you know, option. What are some of the employment opportunities that you guys have created for your clients, and um, what com- what companies have you worked with to create those opportunities? Give us some examples. Well, I can tell you some of the work that we do. Now, we are independent contractors, and we'll we'll hold the contract and, and do all the work and provide them directly to the state. We don't necessarily work through a private company. We're just uh-huh. starting now to engage private companies in a partnership to provide some of the services, but we have private sector companies as suppliers for us in a lot of the commodities that we bring forward. We do everything. We do a lot of textile work, um, Brian. First, we do flags. Uh, we do reflective safety vests. We do gloves. Um, we provide pajamas. You know, a lot of different things along those lines, which are all s- traditional manufacturing and sewing base. We also do a lot of work where we will um, provide kits, um, emergency response, school administrator kits, you know, critical items that need to be updated that individuals need to respond in their workplace. We do a lot of that. A lot of office supplies, a lot of janitorial and cleaning supplies are provided. But we also have call center contracts, call center work we do. We do transcription services. Um, We also do document imaging instruction, I mentioned. And as Sue was just pointing out, the website testing and digital accessibility. And we're always looking to where can we expand? What else can we do that's going to create an opportunity? We've got the same challenges as every manufacturing operation in the, in the United States. Competition from overseas, all the rest. So we have to be as just as nimble as anybody else and participate just the same way as any other company would. But that's a snapshot of some of the, the commodities and services that we provide. So all the stuff you make then. Um, who, who do you who do you send it to? Well, we, for example, the agency that I, I, I left to come take this position, the Northeastern Association of Blind, supplies the New York City Transit Authority with, with reflected safety vests. And they also supply Long Island Railroad and the Metro North Railroad. So the major railroads in New York all get the reflective safety vests, all their safety gear from our agencies, and um, we ship them direct to the MTA, direct to the customers. And so we've got examples, the Department of Corrections, New York State Department of Transportation. So all these public agencies, we service directly to them. So the blind make all of these items, and then they get shipped off to all of these different organizations. Correct. In some cases, we're doing uh, finished work 
Some cases we're doing start to finish manufacturing. It all depends on what makes the most sense to stay competitive and keep people employed. And, you know, when we do a kitting project, for example, all the commodities will come into a location and we'll put those custom kits together and get them out to the individual customers across the state. And so it's a, it's a vital connection piece in the manufacturing to be that end provider because you control all the quality control, you control all the customer care, returns, any issues or problems. So it's not just manufacturing, it's all aspects of that um, manufacturing floor to customer relationship and back. And in the midst of all those are jobs right along the way. This new partnership, is, it, just, it just shows how that joint commitment can create employment opportunities for blind and visually impaired people. Sue, is the new partnership also going to, I know we addressed this a little bit, advance the opportunities? Yes, this is Sue. I, I do believe that it has great you know, potential to really open up doors for people in a lot of different areas um, for employment. Um, you know, we were you were asking before about what are some of the types of uh, jobs that people we work with every day are employed. And it really has been the focus of, you know, finding out what is this person interested in doing and where are their talents and their skills? Um, what's the job market, of course, but always looking at a person-centered approach and discovering with them their talents and abilities and, a, and then designing a vocational program that will, you know, help them achieve that success. Um, the preferred source program, you know, offers options and, you know, there's, I'll give you one example. Um, we have a program that is uh, pretty intensive. It's called TEAM program, and that stands for Technology, Employment, Achievement, and Mastery. And this is a seventh-month training program. Um, it provides training in advanced computer skills to the people that are you know, participating in it. But it, 60 hours of this program is devoted to customer service. So these graduates are really very skilled when they complete this program to perhaps, you know, enjoy a, a job at one of the call centers that um, Chris had talked about. So I think that there's there's sort of a natural opportunity that might be offered with, with this partnership that might have not been there prior. And, and Brian, you know, our, our operations are all in integrated settings, you know, um, and so when we provide training, we're not only training individuals who are blind, we're also training people who are going to work side by side in these call center opportunities. And if someone who's blind needs an accommodation of some kind or a technology uh, um, addition to make sure they can do the job, we simply provide it and, uh, and go ahead with the training and get people working. How might our listeners get in touch with the agencies if they need help? Well, or, they could reach. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Hey, Chris. <laughs> well, the New York State Preferred Source Program, our website is nyspsp.org. And we literally just launched a new website this past Monday. So we encourage everyone to go take a look at that. And there's links on our website to all the agencies across New York State that participate. And there's a description of all the services and commodities that offer and an opportunity to purchase them on our website. So that's nyspsp.org. What are some of the requirements and uh, to joining for clients to join your services? What do you look for? 
when someone uh, needs a job, we just want to make sure that they're going to be able, are ready for work and they're going to want to come and they want to work a regular schedule um, along with everybody else and give their best effort to come forward. That is really all we ask for. If someone's eager and anxious to come to work, we're more than happy to entertain and either have somebody work in our program at one of our agencies or the agencies all have placement services and they work with people every day trying to find them opportunities out in, in the community. So all we need are people that are serious and eager about working and we'll do everything we can to, to make that happen. Just do your best. Is there That's anything right. else you both would like to add? This is Sue. I just want to add, if anyone would like to uh, contact Helen Keller Services, they can email um, info, I-N-F-O, at HelenKeller.org. And we would be happy to respond to any request or inquiry. Okay, that sounds good. Chris and Sue, we appreciate how your agencies speak out and are helping the blind and visually impaired secure their dream careers. Thanks for joining us today. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much, Brian. You're welcome. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. Thank you for calling the ACB radio and information line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization. Topics and news that affect us all some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.